welcome back to another episode of The Searchers. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me on my left-hand part of my screen, we have Chris. What's going on? Hey, I'm on the left. And he's got more disc golf stuff behind him. <laughs> pew, pew. And on the bottom, but definitely not uh, one to be the least, would be Mr. Kevin Chan. Hello. Yeah, we're, 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 it's our second time recording on Zoom, so uh, the growing pains are here, but it's all good. <laughs> growing is good. So today we are covering something, but before we get to that, I have, I'm going to have to find a drop for this, but I have two mailbags, not one, but two, double trouble. That's exciting. Yes, um, and hopefully Wait. I'll throw both of you guys off with uh, some stuff, because I, I haven't shared oh, them yet. Oh, I can't wait. So mailbag... Yeah, mailbag number well one one you you know for sure when we Kevin. know one you okay. know uh. the other one Chris and I both know so yes let's get it started mailbag number one from a re- second reply from ODR Buckle on Letterbox um, uh. who who for the record is not Australian uh, so Nick must be sad but <laughs> oh well this is gonna be a real piece of piss you bloody fruit shop owners so reads. <laughs> Hey, Ben and Chris, just finished listening to the episode. I actually had a VHS te- tape of the show called Sherlock Hound Tales of Mystery and brought back a ton of memories. Basically, it was five episodes of the show, along with instrumental versions of the opening and ending themes. Four of those episodes directed by Miyazaki, so it was a pretty great tape. The two of you covered, along with uh, Mrs. Hudson is Taken Hostage and The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. So the two episodes we already covered on the show. Go listen to that episode, guys. Um, he continues, it was a fun it was fun to hear the voice clip you played though because it was completely different English language dub from the tape I had. I think the confusion about the six Miyazaki episodes was because six episodes were made before the production halted. For a while there there wasn't much information online in English about the show, so I assume a lot of people assumed that he had directed all six of those. I was under the same impression as well. Ah. Uh. Fun show, though. As an adult, I eventually got around to watching some of the other episodes and was pretty disappointed that the show never had much of a finale. They just solve another mystery and the show just ends. Curious to see what you guys will think of The Boy and the Heron. I got to see it in Japan, and the audience reaction has been pretty polarized over there, to say the least. Highly recommend you guys go in completely blind without reading any reviews or spoilers. And that's all he wrote. That's... remember seeing it in Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That that whole reply is awesome. Odie, I want to thank you for uh, watching and listening to another episode, and uh, get, taking the time to write that response. Uh, Sherlock Hound was a great pick by Ben. Um, we both wanted to do cover Miyazaki, but Ben was the one who came up with covering Sherlock Hound, um, and that was just because it had. It's not as popular it's as everything else. It's it's a sleeper. It's, it's a sleeper. And on the on the searchers, we try to do some sh- new stuff, kind of like what we're doing today. Um, yes, yes. But uh, wild stuff. Yeah, the next mailbag I'll get right to it is from our. Well, I'll. I'll oh. Wait, what were you? Well, hold say? on. I just want to say one more thing. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Back back to Odie and Sherlock Hound. Uh, I do want to let him know that I ended up watching the other three Miyazaki episodes, and I watched one not directed by Miyazaki um, since recording that Sherlock Hound episode. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've read, I posted a second review on Letterboxd. You can go check it out. It's under Sherlock Hound. I did, yeah. Yes. um, 
and easily the best episode out of the five that Miyazaki did was the Blue Ruby. I need to rewatch that one. It's been a while since that was like in the first five or so episodes. I think maybe the first I, ten. My, yeah, it's. I think. I think it's actually number nine. I know I all the, all the all the episode orders are messed up because there's two different orders. Yes. So, you're, so, yes, uh, you're right. But it's been like three or four months since I've seen that, and uh, it would be great to revisit that. But yeah. 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 I said. I said easily the best. Maybe that's using too much hyperbole. It's it's the one that connected with me the most. Um, and that's not to say that the two that Ben and I covered um, weren't great. Those were both solid for sure. Um, but yeah, we encourage anybody to check out Sherlock Hound and we're both excited. We're all excited to go check out the boy in the heron when the time comes. Yeah, yes, definitely. Sir. I mean, we need to get Odie. If you want to come on the show, you, you, you can, and <laughs> we need to hear about this Japan trip. What the hell? Maybe uh, it was the same time that, our own Kevin Chan was there, and you guys maybe, just maybe, miss each other. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Kevin's each other by hair. Kevin's sounding a little under the weather today, but it's okay. He's still here. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Thanks for showing up. I made it. I wanted to be here. Oh, yeah. of course. <clears throat> so, uh, last but not least, and I will leave the person their name until the end because that's how he. Uh, uh, he didn't even sign it technically. It. Yeah, it's a really? buddy of ours though. Okay. So here it goes. Hello, searchers. I am a big fan of the show. Thanks for steering me towards Rawhide. As a fan of both Westerns and classic films, I was both shocked it had escaped my notice and delighted that I am not getting anywhere close to the bottom of the great movies remaining to be seen. Great movie. Towards the end of the show, you mentioned the famous television show Rawhide. Ben, you said that you never seen an episode that you could remember, and oddly enough, I haven't either. I say that's odd because I grew up watching a lot of Western television as well as films. I noticed Gunsmoke and Bonanza seemed to get the most airtime, but I always watched a lot of The Rifleman and The Virginian that you name-dropped on the show. I also enjoyed The Big Valley and The Wagon Train and Cheyenne and Bat Masterson and more but strangely, more but strangely with as big of, of a reputation as it seems to have had, I would almost never see Rawhide on. Even when we had the Stars Western Channel, which played 24-hour Western content. I wonder why. Maybe I just missed it. My question for you guys is, what are your favorite Western television series, if any? Thanks for the enjoyable content. Keep it up. Signed, our friend Mitch Caps. I knew it was Mitch right when you said great movie. Great like, yeah, that's movie. Mitch. Good movie, guys. It's Mitch. Hey, guys. Good movie. Good oh, movie. Guys. Let's... Uh, <laughs> let's uh, Let's name drop another friend of the show. Mitch was on his second episode of Amy's podcast. Watch this list unplugged. Yeah. So apparently he's the favorite. Uh, all three of us uh, just we were thrown away. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, he he picked a great he picked a great second movie too. I mean, they covered Stalker. Yeah, yeah. You really oh, Mitch can't loves get that movie a lot. You can't get much better for a pick that would uh, brew deep philosophical banter if you will mm -hmm. yeah I, i've i watched it and was literally like <laughs> how what's was going on I, no i was just like <laughs> i am not even gonna try to write a review for this it's just like <laughs> yeah. skipping that um it was i mean it's great it's very good it's it's different definitely for people who aren't into foreign cinema but um but yeah that's a whole nother story we listen to their episode talking about it you'll learn plenty uh it's on I think her show is on Spotify, uh -huh. Apple, YouTube, wherever. Go watch it. Yeah, Amy would say, go yeah. watch the video, guys. So, right. um, 
Go watch the video. But back to <laughs> back to his question. Um, do you guys have an answer for that? Favorite Western television shows? I do. I do have an answer for Mitch. Okay. Uh, well, he mentioned Big Valley. I've only seen a few episodes of Big Valley, but that is one Western uh, TV show that I've been meaning to get into. Why? Partly because Barbara Stanwyck's in it. So uh, okay. Of course. Um, there's one. Yeah, of course. Uh, but no, it it seriously looks like a quality Western television show. And on top of that, I today is Amazon, the start of Amazon Prime Day. So I had Rawhide with Clint Eastwood. Uh, it's been on my on my watch list for quite a while, and I was wondering if that had gone down in price. It's currently at seventy six bucks on Amazon. So went down from one twenty five to one hundred to seventy six bucks. So I don't know. Like that's one Western that I've been meaning to get into. And maybe I will uh, snag that uh, on on DVD soon. But in terms of ones that I've kept up with, I don't have any. Uh, Rawhide and The Big Valley are ones that I've been meaning to get to. So there's there's an answer for you, Mitch. So yeah, Chris, what uh, what television series, if you have any of of Western television series, is your favorite? Yes. Or or if it's not your if it's not your favorite, what did you watch growing up or whatever? Yes, I Yellowstone have, doesn't count. I actually haven't seen an episode of Yellowstone yet, Good. but I, well, I, no, you should watch it if you like that kind of stuff. I grew up watching Bonanza and Gunsmoke with my grandfather, so those have a lot of nostalgia um, for me. Uh, so whenever I see Lauren Green or Michael Landon or Dan Blocker, those guys from Bonanza, or then you have also. The Gunsmoke, Familiar Faces, which would be Ken Curtis. Um, in my in my mind, I think of Ken Curtis and Dennis Weaver, um, who maybe weren't the main, main characters, but they were certainly in the top five or seven that uh, always appeared on the show. Um, so I have fond memories of both of those. I don't know what I would rate those because it's been so long since I watched any of them. But it would be a recommendation for anyone looking for like a old classic western tv show something a bit more modern that i do like uh, i am a fan of deadwood and i even like the fucking the, cocksucker yeah ian mcshane <laughs> swergen <laughs> swergen yes swergen. I, was, I was just about to say what's that guy's name he's like i cannot understand what you are saying swergen woo like this yeah, yeah i love this that that's great <clears throat> It's a it's a great show, and that's that's a great example of character actor ensemble that that's lights out. And the the movie they made just a few years ago, 2019 or 2020, it could even be 2021, but I don't think not that late. Um, the movie's even great, and it sort of ties in some loose ends that the show left everything open for. The guy who plays George Hurst, and his, I know I shouldn't forget his name. Um, he plays a fantastic villain. Yeah. No, I mean, I, for Deadwood, I, I watched it all recently. And then actually I went to, when I say recently, like three years ago, and then I went to, same, um, same. I went to South Dakota and actually went to Deadwood. So that was, that's sweet. I went to the both, <laughs> both, well, the bar that, uh, while Bill Hickok was killed, it's still there apparently like there's i think the bar like the actual bar top and like a couple other things were original and then the, a lot sure. of it, 
yeah, a lot of the rest is like re renovated and whatnot. But that that was like 150 years ago, so wood doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very cool. If if you like that kind of stuff, if you ever go to like the Black Hills of South Dakota, just drive that extra hour up to Deadwood and check it out for a couple hours. Nice. Um, but yeah, to, to answer Mitch's question, I have three answers. I will start with my absolute favorite, and there's nothing really much to say beside that's my favorite. And it's a it's kind of it's a television show slash it's it's more of a miniseries. Uh, Lonesome Dove. Uh, grew up watching that on VHS uh, with my uncles and my dad and stuff like that. So that has a really special place in my heart. Um, if miniseries I, counted, I would throw that out there also. Yeah, for sure. And, and oh, it counts, Chris. It counts. Okay. <laughs> and, and the other two, I, I mentioned, I think, on Rawhide, um, Briscoe County Jr., The Adventures of, uh, which is- you recommended kind of, that to me. Yeah, it's like a steampunk western. There's one season, 25, 26 episodes. I think you would dig it, Chris. It's uh, got some it's weird western stuff, like you, you said. That's what we were talking about that on the uh, Rawhide episode. episode. Mm-hmm. And the other one's kind of also similar, not steampunk, hundred percent, but very similar would be the original wild, wild west, uh, with Robert Conrad. I grew up watching that, um, okay. as well. Um, and that's just basically, basically the easiest way to describe that is James Bond, U S version of James Bond in the wild west. I mean, that's kind of, don't watch the Will Smith version, skip that shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love, love those two plus lonesome dove and then um god i just had one in my head oh and uh around the same time the 60s um there was another show based off of i believe it was the early 60s was based off the john wayne movie hondo the the tv show hondo so i think that's pretty good too never saw that but i liked the movie and i read the book yeah that one's pretty solid i mean I, i i vividly remember like two or three of the episodes so it's it's got a lot there's obviously some uh i'm a little biased towards westerns but we've been there <laughs> if you haven't noticed <laughs> another hbo show from the early 2000s was a show called carnival and that does take place in the west i can't remember the exact time period um hmm. and that's that's more of like a weird western also I loved it. I loved it when I first saw it, but I don't know how I would feel about it now. Um, so that's something I would potentially return to and something yeah. I wanted to shout out. Yeah. And uh, one last little shout out before we move on. We've we spent a lot of time on these mailbags. Um, the TV show that, that's kind of in the last 10 years, so pretty recent, is Hell on Wheels. I, I think is solid. It's not the best thing ever. I think it the first season's really good, and then it kind of degrades over time kind of like uh modern tv shows they have really good first and second seasons and they kind of go downhill but i think that's Mm -hmm. worth checking out if anybody really wants something to you know a four or five season Mm -hmm. show so let's uh let's move on um we're we're, we're covering today for our second our second uh horror adjacent (laughs) movie of 2023's october season uh that's going to be wolf guy Starring Sonny Chiba, uh, Shinichi Chiba, uh, directed by Kazuhiko Yamaguchi. Um, I mentioned it was from 1975, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, there's a free version. Uh, just get the, get this out of the way. There's a free version. If you do some, if you're any good with Google search, you can find it on the 
on the internet pretty quickly. But if you want to rent it, you can do that. But uh, it's also on Arrow's streaming service if you are fans or supporters of Arrow. And you can buy a, the, the Blu-ray, the Arrow Blu-ray. I think that came out in like 2019 or maybe 2017. So it's been out a while. Um, but yeah, I picked this movie because Chris and I, uh, our next horror-adjacent movie, which we haven't announced yet, Chris and I were talking about that a few months ago and, and wolf guy came up. So I, I decided to, to pick this, um, this one, it, it was kind of a, the, both the next movie and this one are kind of dual picks for me and Chris, but uh, we kind of just agreed that this was mine. So <laughs> there, there you have it. <laughs> uh, yes. yeah. So this movie, uh, pretty bizarre. I think everyone would agree to that. Uh, I'll read a little quick synopsis that I, uh, I synthesized down from a, a, the big Arrow uh, player. The Arrow player is their streaming service. They have a huge <laughs> like paragraph. I just I made it shorter. Reporter, quote-unquote, Akira Inagumi, the only survivor of a clan of ancient werewolves, relies on his supernatural powers to solve mystery, mysterious crimes. After a series of gruesome deaths, Inagami uncovers a conspiracy involving a murdered cabaret singer, corrupt politicians, and a plot by the J... CIA to harvest his blood in order to steal his lycanthropic powers. At the same time, Inagumi also discovers the truth behind his family heritage and that he may not be the last of his kind. Best way to That's a pretty good job. That's a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. This movie. (laughs) I don't like if you, if, if we didn't give that little brief summary and someone came up to you on the street and was like, Hey man, like I saw you watch uh, Wolf Guy and you logged it on Letterboxd. Like, what's that about? I'd be like, I don't even know how to describe no. this without. <laughs> I could reading. not tell you. <laughs> yeah. From the title, you think this is going to be a, like a straight up werewolf movie. And that was my expectation going in. No. And uh, yeah, spoiler, same. spoiler, Sonny Chiba never actually turns into a werewolf. So uh, <laughs> as we talked about on Sherlock Hound, if any, all you furries can't, you know, keep calm down, calm down. <laughs> our huge, our huge demographic. Yeah, the, the three yeah. people, the three, the three furries that we. Oh, got I'm so ha- sad to piss them off. No, it's all good. <laughs> Kevin's actually one. It's fine. Some, you know what? Shut some, <laughs> some, some folks might have their pets listening too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of picked this. I picked this movie for. A, just like on a whim, I saw it's like semi-popular in Letterboxd. Like a few thousand people have checked it in. So that that indicates it's not like a, sl- a sleeper movie. You know, it's not a sleeper pick, but it's also not like super mainstream. I, f- I feel like it's kind of like a a cult film. And it is a, it was pr- uh, the production company's Toei. So there's a lot of people that are just like, there's a whole group on Letterboxd <laughs> called the Toei Masochists. And that's like all they... <laughs> They all they check in is Toei movies. It's pretty Toei stands. They're very um they're dedicated. <laughs> I like yeah, I follow them, uh some of them and I like their reviews, but like I'm like, how do you even get these movies? There's no releases. Like they're doing some sketchy stuff, but you know, they gotta do what they gotta do. Um but yeah, I picked it because of that and also Sonny Chiba kinda wanted to as Talk any him for- as well as everyone knows, I'm kind of like actor centric on my picks, kind of. I, I mean I that's how I watch stuff like john wayne obviously i bring that up a lot my name's john wayne john wayne john wayne just any kind of tough guys i kind of like going through maybe not their whole filmography but some of it just to check them out so sonny chiba is one of those i definitely he's on the lower tier for me i've i've seen like the street fighter um and 
obviously the movies he's been in later in life. But I was I wanted to, I wanted to like the American movies. That is, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on him before we delve into like the specifics of the movie. What have you? What was your experience of of his movies before you watch Wolf Guy? Uh, I had never seen Sonny. Ch- I know I know the name. I knew the name. The name was very familiar, but I had never seen Sonny Chiba. I know that he was in the uh, Kill Bill series, so a lot of the uh, Tarantino stands will know him from Kill Bill uh, Volume One and Two. And there's also Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which I also haven't seen, but really? people would know him from that too. Yeah, <laughs> people would know him from that too. I so this Wolf guy is my first uh, foray into Sonny Chiba's filmography, and well, that's going to be a lasting impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very lasting impression. But I mean, I think you know if you want to talk about the positives of the film, I think first of all, I, I thought we were going from so we had vampires and then we chose Wolf Guy. I thought we were going from vampires to werewolves, but not not really. <laughs> but Sonny Chiba was, uh, I think, has an energy that can kind of match just Jashiro Mifune in a way. There's a sort of a dynamic feel to uh, his acting style, uh, but also there's a sort of an innocence in his in his eyes that kind of works with the character that he's playing. He's sort of a, he's a loner. He's a lone reporter uh, trying to figure out like, you know, what's behind these mysterious killings of these band members. And, you know, throughout the film, you know, the plot that you described there, Ben, was very simplified because really it's, the movie basically just hits different stages of genres. You can't really classify this movie into one particular genre i mean it's supposed to be a supernatural horror but you've got elements of crime thriller sexploitation uh melodrama you name it and you don't even yeah you don't even figure out until towards the end that oh he's actually the uh last son of a lycanthropic uh family a, a clan that was all decimated by humans so um i felt like the acting style worked for his character specifically I don't really have much to say uh, about anything else because this is the only movie that I've seen him in. But I think it's a fairly good impression. I mean, I I liked. I know that he was one of the first uh, Japanese actors to be known for his martial arts skills. So you know, sort of similar. Oh, really? To the way, yeah, that's what I read. And yeah. So Street Fighter was like the first X-rated action movie to get released here in the '70s. So it made a big splash in the like the New York markets at the time. Um, and he's kind of. He's almost, it's not the same exact thing, but a very, very surface level uh, comparison you can make is he's kind of like, he's kind of like Japan's Jackie Chan a little bit. A little bit. Well, he started the Japan Action Club, so he oh, has okay. he has all his own stunt guys. He does his own stunts, at least in the 70s and 80s oh. that I know of. Yeah. And uh, Jackie was apparently a big fan. So when the big, which I just watched, the big brawl, uh, yes. or Battle, <laughs> Battle Creek brawl, as it's known, um, released in Japan, Jackie actually went there and like tried to meet with Sonny, and he did. So I, I thought that was kind of a cool little, you know, just a little aside right there. But I would love that. I love that. Yeah, but I, Kevin, I I highly recommend you try try the Street Fighter because Street like, Fighter, I, I think that's what he's really known for besides yeah. like the Kill Bill stuff. But yeah. obviously, he's in Kill Bill because Quentin Tarantino's like, oh my god, Sonny Chiba, the Street Fighter, he's got to yeah. be in my movie. You know, <laughs> great impression. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> hey, give me back my VHS and laser disc. What the hell? Come on, guys. Grade A. Grade A. Yeah, but so uh, other than uh, the fact... I was like a C, but it's fine. 
It's fine. No, no, you you passed. You passed with effort. Hey, C's get degrees, baby. (laughs) Other than the fact that his name, other than the fact that Sonny Chiba sounds like a strain of marijuana. Boys, (laughs) that is hands down the best dope I've ever fucking smoked. Um, (laughs) I think that his hair, his furrowed brow, very much passed the werewolf test. And like you said, Kevin, it's <laughs> Toshiro Mifune, right? Yeah. He's yeah. he very much resembles him. Um, maybe a very very minor comparison to um, I can't remember his first name, but uh, Nakadai. Tatsuya. Yeah, Tatsuya yeah. Nakadai. Um, thank you for bringing up his first name because I couldn't remember it. I it's a little different though because I think Nakadai has a special talent or at least natural trait with his eyes. And I think he's much more effective, but um, I'd, I'd toss that very, very light similarity to Sonny Chiba. Um, the only other movie I've seen him in was an Obi- Obayashi, Nobuhiko Obayashi film from 1977 called The Visitor in the Eye. And that was a so-so movie. Was he, um, was he starring? He was more of like a main side character. Oh, okay. sort of. So I wonder if that they, makes sense. If they got him just for like the not a cameo, but they got him for just star power, maybe. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I yeah, it's oh, that movie too. Because Obay that was before Obayashi uh, broke out with House or Houseu. Um, it's Visitor in the Eye is sort of a precursor to like that blend of genres that um, Obayashi would eventually be known for. Other than the fact that he um, totally transitioned in the eighties with those melodramas. Um, that I think he does very, very well. Um, that's the only other thing I've seen him in. That's all okay. I got. Yeah, he was in one of the Battles Without Honor and Humanity movies from Kinji Fukusaku. And Kinji Fukusaku uh, kind of brought him, he came up with him. They both came up together in the 60s, and they both like came to start him in the early 70s together uh, with Fukusaku's series being pretty uh, well-known. I'm not sure if you. I'm not sure if you. You obviously you haven't seen that, Kevin, because you would have no, no. mentioned it. But you know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of it, but I, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yakuza movies. There's a there's yeah. there's a lot of them, but uh, plenty of Yakuza movies I need to get to. Yeah, Fukusaku is just pretty well known for, I guess, battle royale, and so people in the nineties. Yeah, battle were, royale too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. 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 They went yeah, into yeah. his. Um, they went into his you know filmography and brought those movies back in the 90s early 2000s cuz you know they have no they I don't think they were ever released here uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure but yeah i mean those are all good comparisons they obviously i've seen tokyo drift and stuff like that um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i i just i i've seen the three street fighter movies and where he's he's basically like an anti-hero um there's been comparisons to He's like the Bruce Lee also, uh, the Bruce Lee of Japan. I was going to say that too. But, yeah. but I mean, they're very different. Um, and mm-hmm. he's basically an anti-hero here. Yeah. Also. Well, mm-hmm. kind of, that's yeah. kind of. That's kind of the trend of the 70s, really. Yeah, but. Like he, all about rebellion and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's like some good. Well, he's the best of all the guys, right? Like the. the so there's a bunch of. We're not going to go through the, the story in like perfect linearity because yeah, we can't it's kind of hard yeah but there's yeah. a 
There's a bunch of there's a bunch of Yakuza <laughs> at one point trying to kill him. And he wipes them out, and Yakuza are bad, right? Because they're a bunch of yeah. gangsters. And then there's a bunch of, like, JCIA, quote-unquote. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, there's a bunch of, like... That's hilarious. You know, instead of G-men, J-men going after him. And he, you know, wipes a lot of those guys out, too. So he's, like, the least bad guy, right? <laughs> That's one way to put it. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like not to categorize the film or its motives, but it's very like anti everything. It's anti-government. It's like anti-group think. It's it's so weird. It's like, anti-human it's just, too, in a way. It's anti-human. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's it's all over the place. It's very scatterbrained. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Sca- that, that scatterbrained sort of quality is, kind of makes it enjoyable in a way. Like you the know, moment I mean, when he <laughs> has that, he's like hallucinating sort of during that surgery. Is that supposed to be like a statement on like drugs, you know, LSD, big pharma, yeah. LSD, big pharma? Bro. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> don't don't use big pharma. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do you guys? I was I was trying to think of like what that would be called, but like when they do that, like in the seventies when they do that, or like late sixties, they do that uh, thing to like the the film where they make it like rainbow colored tie dye shit. Like, what is there a yeah. technical term for that, or is that I, just like, man, let's make honestly, it like we're on drugs, man? Yeah. <laughs> if there is, I, that, I do not know the official. I'm tweaking. Name. I'm tweaking. That sort of yeah, that sort of hallucinating feel to yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a real term for that in film, but. That is a running yeah. trend in the seventies. And then he, yeah. well, he is a werewolf, but we never see him. Like he's just like a superpower guy. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a werewolf, but like I just look like this, and my hair is really bushy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, like, but on on full moons, or during full moons rather, he does become invincible. So there is a little bit of that. He's a wolf guy, man. He's a wolf guy. Kind of a wolf man. He's a wolf guy. Yeah. It's a wolf guy. Yeah. And, and this is actually based off um a manga and its title is um Arufu Guy. <laughs> like it's literally a wolf guy. <laughs> it's literally wolf guy. <laughs> but in their like I don't even I don't know what that's called, but like when the Japanese take English words and then like make them Japanese sound. Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Super strange. What, would and, they do that? Or the Yeah, movie? well just the whole thing. The yeah. whole thing is very strange. Yeah. Hey man, with with like Obayashi, we we should be used to this like goofy shit. We should be. We absolutely should be. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I know I was gonna save this question till the end, but like what you know the movie's about a wolf. Like what's up with this? There was a tiger that randomly appears multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. And it's filtered on top of <laughs> what what we're supposed to be like. It's filtered on top of the action. It's super. It's superimposed on on on, yeah. on the frame. <laughs> the, the tiger is sort of like soul animal, man. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's kind of like station. it's kind of like it's... Kevin's soul animals a bat. Yeah, exactly. Because he flies well, it, and likes bats. So, so I had a quote here from Sonny Chiba's character, and um, it's it's what runs through Chiba's veins making makes him all powerful. AA was written for normal people, people that don't have tiger blood in Adonis DNA. That's a that's a real quote. Sonny Chiba actually said that. No, actually, that was from, Charlie Sheen from 2011. Okay. But I just, I, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to make the tiger. I'm not surprised. I didn't fall for it. You knew where I was going with it. I didn't know that was Charlie Sheen. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just think it was an appropriate quote to tie all the weirdness together. 
Well, it's a very appropriate quote. <laughs> Speaking of weirdness, one of the, one of the things that adds to the weirdness is the score by Jun Fukamachi. Like, do you guys did you like the music? Like, it's like this jazzy funk fusion thingy. I I don't know. I'm not like a genre. I don't want to be a genre police. I'll let Chris be the genre police today. I am I am not a genre police. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're the sergeant in arms. I'm the captain. No. Well, so <laughs> yeah, I think, think the mu- I, I think the music's funky. I, I think half of it was really cool. And maybe the other half of it was overdone. A little chintzy. I think maybe speaking of that, let me, let me try to see if I could. So we're doing, we're using zoom again. First time, first screen share. Let me see if I can get this to work and like, maybe, maybe it'll record with our audio or maybe it won't. We'll find out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, keep talking about why the, why the chintzy. Let me get this going. That could be the quality of the rip we watched, but um, it's sort of just that whole Kevin put this in the notes about the visual. Wow. That is loud. Very nice. <laughs> well, what, what did Kevin say? He was he made a note about the visual quality being like '70s sandpaper. Yeah. How how the images are very sharp, and I think sometimes the audio audio quality can come across as, um, I guess, whatever the audio equivalent of that would be, um, maybe a little tinny. Um, and it could be the weird instruments that they use, sort of like that yeah. that Peter Frampton like sound that you're uh, hearing right now. I don't That's even know right. what that is. Is it, is it a synth? Is it a guitar? I mean, it's just I don't even it know. Could be, of, it could be like either. In a way. Kind of like the character of Wolf Guy. Like, what is he, man? I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so this the, one was so, pretty good, but this is good too. Keep going, Kevin. Sorry. You know, so so Chris, you were saying that the music basically matches the sort of visual style. Yeah, so yeah. you can take that as yeah. a plus, I guess, if it fits. I thought that was a good mood. thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought and, that was definitely and, a good thing. And some of the jazzier tracks, like what Ben just played there with the percussion, um, like when the percussion gets going, um, with like the rolls and the hi hat and stuff, that starts to sound a lot better and and more, uh, as Ben said, jazzier. Um, and I think that yeah. sort of fits the nature of the film um, as well. Like this one? I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Basey, baby. Very wet bass. It's very <laughs> wet bass. I, I slept with the bass. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was maybe one of the high positives of the film. Besides Sonny Chiba's performance, I felt the, uh, the visual style and the music, they really do kind of tango uh, with each other quite well. And... Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what how you guys felt about the cinematography, but what what did you guys think about that? I thought I thought it really I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it looked yeah. very seventies to me. Yeah, it looked very seventies. I mean, I thought like there are some moments, uh, say like for example, when you get like the really cool shots of Tokyo in the moonlight, or when you see Sonny Chiba running away from the yakuza before he gets on uh, that. What's that one chick, uh, Katie? Um, working for the JCA, who's yeah. like a double agent, like in love with him. <laughs> yes. and, uh, yeah. Um, but there are some shots there that kind of reminded me of the way Scorsese captured New York City, like the really like dirty griminess of New York City in 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 the mid seventies and Taxi Driver, or the way Michael Mann, uh, you know, is able to capture L.A. Um, in Thief or Collateral. 
there's sort of a style with uh, the city of Tokyo that's sort of in that vein that I can it's, see here. It, it goes to great, as you're saying, positives, great establishing yeah. shots yes. that, that focus and work the way that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I definitely. would say credit, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I, I definitely like that. The whole look in the first half of the movie is just like, Imagine like a black man dressed in like a pimp outfit being like, it's groovy, baby. Like, yeah. it's groovy. <laughs> like, like the pimp in uh, whatever, I think it's Magnum Force, where he like puts the Drano down the, the, the <laughs> prostitute's mouth and then like eventually gets whacked by the, uh, the b- bunch of the, the cops. Um, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? Magnum Force. I have not. I've seen, seen clips of Magnum Force. Yeah, yeah, you should. You guys need to watch that. But yeah, like just how that guy talks. Like it's just, that's just what I like. I hear that when I see what I'm seeing on screen. It's. it's I'll definitely watch this movie again because it's so much weird stuff going on. Like, yeah, the first half is like <laughs> in the first minute, like some guy just gets slashed up, and you're like, "What the fuck?" What yeah, is yeah. Tiger. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? Give, give the Oscar. Give the Oscar to that guy. That guy acted his heart out. He he went absolutely bananas. And did you like the rigor the rigor five mortis? Minutes. Did you like the rigor yes. mortis? Like he, just, like, yes. he like, just like was just playing. Kept, yeah, it was just like painted faces. Like oh, those guy, that guy dies good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Nice he, shout out. Yeah, he acted his heart out. So, but, but kudos that, to him. That first half was like. All right, like we got the main characters. There's weird shit happening. There's people getting killed. There's this like, there's this woman who's like killing them, and he's after. He's trying to find her. Like all that stuff was kind of like adding up pretty well. And then it just yeah. takes like a U-turn. Like you thought we're going down here. Like nah, it's not where we're going. We're going weird, man. <laughs> it, it's so. I'll just read my note now. But this, what you're describing with the first half and the second half is where I would call this particular genre um where noir meets horror and i don't know if this film is actually considered a noir or um as as the kids say um but the detective angle the detective angle as you're saying ben the crime thriller the yakuza part like all of those things would qualify as part of that noir sentiment sentiment it would be giving homage to that then everything else with the werewolf the, the blood the uh, sexploitation that Kevin mentions, all of those elements would would then be what they are, yeah. right? Um, so I don't know if I don't know if this director, excuse me, as I find his name, Yamaguchi, 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 yeah, it's a pinch of fingers. I'm just gonna call him Yamaguchi from now on. So when uh, sure. when Yamaguchi. When he made this movie, I don't know if he... Uh, Yamaguchi. Amaguchi, bruh. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if he was at all influenced by Hiroshi Teshigahara's uh, movie, The Man Without a Map, from 1968. I mention that because that's really the only reference point I have, where it's it's very much a noir styling, um, a detective trying to uh, maneuver his way through a case that's really dragging him down. It hits along the same beats uh, of existential dread in the modern world it overlaps with where the detective fits in the modern world also um and but then as you said ben it's sort of all blindsided by the werewolf thing um so teshigaru's film also mentions uh 
how the detective life is like like being like a dog, um, which the main character himself says, with how they feel alone, tossed to the side, their chopped liver, um, often overlooked by the public. So I'm just making the connection because it's like dog equals werewolf in this scenario. Um, and I just wanted to say all that with what I picked up on the, on the, on the genre hybrid. You bring that up, and uh, I think you even, in our notes, you mentioned something about what other movies would be like that. Um, I have two thoughts, so I want to get one of them out before I forget them. But, before. I mean, the, 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 the noir horror, like, my what comes to mind, like, right off the top of my head would be, like, something, like, maybe, like, The Crow a little bit. But that's more, I would... That probably goes more into like the horror okay. genre. Uh-huh. Okay. But then like something that is more recent than that. Um, speaking of Bruce Lee, we might as well bring up Brandon Lee, right? Um, yeah. yeah. The more recent thing I think that is fits exactly in that, like just that phrase definition, like what people think of when you say that would be like Shutter Island, maybe. Sure. That's another detective in a scenario, like a heavy, a heavy dose of mystery, um, fatalism, which would be a trait of noir, uh, all surrounded by. I haven't seen Shutter Island in a while, but gothic imagery, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, uh, right. Right. So I think I think that would be an accurate uh, speaking, suggestion. Speaking of Japanese entries, uh, and I know you've seen this, Chris, just because I looked it up today. Um, Cure Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that movie, would, I, I haven't seen it in a while, and that was bizarre when I saw it. So. That would that would only be categorized first as what folks a more popular genre hybrid, uh, which is J horror, right? Just Japanese horror. Um, but then I think it would absolutely fit into a noir horror, noir or uh, noir hybrid. or <laughs> noir yeah. or noir yeah. or yeah. I don't even know if that's the right way to pronounce it, but would um, would would road games count? It's the first time I'm hearing it actually. Road games. I, you know what? Ooh. That could be again, exploitation, thriller, but you could probably count it as a Yeah, I don't know. That this is all going into genre definitions and, and Yeah. And, uh, and Chris's favorite thing because he's a genre. He's the genre police. <laughs> I've I've moved on. I've moved on from no. pronunciations onto genres now. So <laughs> we're just Yamaguchi. I'm a Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. Um, <laughs> the other thought I had, I, w- I don't want to forget it, Kevin. So I'm sorry if you haven't. Yeah, no, no, what okay. he's saying, but no, that's all right. But I think the first half of this movie, like if you could perfect this movie, if you just had the first half of the movie, he's looking for what's happening. There's this Yakuza clan, and somehow the Yakuza clan is like another werewolf clam trying to like kill his, the last surviving werewolf of his family. <laughs> that would have been like, it would have been perfect, right? Yeah. I think that would have been interesting. Um, and they just, they just throw everything, yeah. literally everything at the wall to see what sticks at this, for this movie. <laughs> doesn't, it's like a little scrapbook <laughs> kind of a film in a way. <laughs> doesn't the hangover reference the lone wolf? Isn't that a thing? I'm a lone wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, the wolf pack. Then no, it's, it, it's the, wolf the wolf pack. pack. The wolf pack. That's what. They... <laughs> and just like Ted Lasso, <laughs> the do- aren't they like the the dog pound or like the the, the dog pound? diamond diamond yeah. dogs diamond dogs. <laughs> you guys haven't seen Ted Lasso? No, no, I've not no. watched it. Oh, yeah, the diamond dogs. They talk about women and their problems, not <laughs> relationship problems. Sorry, but yeah, no, it's yes, it's not a. It's not a purse, it's a satchel. 
<laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, this movie, it's got a lot of horror tropes in it. Like, sla- like the, the guys all, like, just spontaneously getting slashed. It's like slasher. It's got a little bit of body horror. It's got a little bit of psychological stuff. Um, yeah. And it's got... The Yakuza angle, which I, again I think was the, one, one of the stronger aspects of it, till it goes uh-huh. sideways. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the producers or the executives at this at the meetings for this movie were just like. We're gonna do all of it, <laughs> and we're <laughs> right. and we're gonna do it in like eighty three minutes. <clears throat> yes. I, I mean, this, this this movie could have probably been better fleshed out if they would if they would have made the conspiracy theory stuff at the end like kind of maybe 15 minutes longer and explain stuff but i don't know it's just like we want to steal your your wolf powers like okay really sort of dig <laughs> their heels into that anti-government message yeah. right uh-huh i mean that would be yeah. on, on par for japanese cinema at the time <laughs> yeah i mean you're probably not wrong yeah did you want to so okay so do you guys have other werewolf films I'm going to ask your question, Tom. That's fine. <laughs> I'm stealing it. Other than this, not really. Well, I mean, <laughs> there, 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 there's... Can I, can I just skip this joke? <laughs> <laughs> now you got to make fun oh. of him. Twilight there... Breaking Dawn. Yeah, I know. I, I was going to... I just <laughs> it was sarcasm. I know, I know. No, I mean apart from uh, Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox in 1985, I mean, yeah, this is really this is really all I've all I've got. So, um, other than that, this and Harry Potter, right? And going, it, yeah. <laughs> I made a face like get the your fuck face out was of great. Get the no, Yabaguch, yeah. get the Yabaguch out of here. Yabaguch out of here. Um. Yeah, my. I mean, I, I haven't seen Teen Wolf, and uh, you don't need to. I don't really. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> Fuck Teen Wolf. Fuck that movie. <laughs> um, no, uh, my my first answer I'm going to say for a second because tying it into the Warring Clans thing. I mean, Underworld, all the movies with Kate Beckinsale and sexy wolf mm-hmm. stuff. Eh, it's like a. There's. I like the first one. They kind of go downhill and get kind of crazy, but the first one's decent. But I think the, I think that the, the the definitive werewolf movie is an American, uh, Amer. What is it? A, American? An American werewolf? Yeah, that's in, in London. In London. In, in, in London. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, a London werewolf? No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, American werewolf in London is actually like I saw that movie at like twelve, and it terrified me for like a week. Really? I couldn't sleep. Oh, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, have you seen it, Chris? Uh, no, I have not seen that one either. I highly recommend that if you guys uh, want something. It's not like okay. it's not like you know pop out scary or like gory or anything. It's just very uh-huh. very well told and uh, gothic. Isn't that, and isn't that by uh, didn't uh, the guy who directed Clue direct that movie? Is that the same guy? It's John, I think it's John Landis. Jonathan Landis. Yeah, I think. Oh, John did. Landis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he directed Clue too. Yeah, I haven't seen Clue, but oh. my wife and I just talked about that last night when we were gonna watch uh, oh. the movie. She's like, "Didn't we watch like a movie like Clue?" And I'm like, "Murder on the Orient Express." Like, how's that even the same? But whatever. Um, close enough, babe. It's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think 
I mean, werewolf movies, there aren't really many besides like the classic Hammer films and stuff from like the 40s and 50s, like the Wolfman and all that. I haven't seen those, but I know about them. Like, any, oh, any... wait. Oh, uh, no, go ahead. I think I just thought of one that I didn't think of before. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have any anything else to add there. Um, um, well, I'm going to steal Chris's and say I w- think... Wallace and Gromit's Were Rabbit movie. <laughs> That's well, the... Yes. Yes, that was my original answer. I I think Abbott and Costello meet the werewolf, actually, because the popular one is they meet Frankenstein. Or me, you mean the they, Wolfman? I think the Wolfman. As opposed, I think Lon, I, and I think it's Lon Chaney. As opposed to the wolf guy. Lon Chaney was known to play the part. So hold on, I want to fact check myself. Wow, I didn't um, know that. Because I've seen all the Abbott and Costello movies, so um, I should actually know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, and it would be Lon Chaney Jr., not not the Lon Chaney OG Lon Chaney. The OG. Um, the OG was in uh, Phantom of the Opera, the original from yes. the 20s. Uh, yeah, so Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, of course. Lon Chaney Jr. did the original Wolfman. So 1941. Um, I don't know how I didn't remember this until now. But he's also make, he makes an appearance in Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, which is the popular universal monster movie that Abbott and Costello did. So, um, highly recommend that. I am an Abbott and Costello maniac, so I I have high praise and nostalgia for all of their films. Who's on um, first? Exactly. What's on second? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's on third. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to give a little bit more credit to uh, Kazuhiko Yamaguchi. He did direct um, the Sister Street Fighter and the, the subsequent sequels of that. Uh, which is a spin-off of the the Street Fighter series. Um, and those were starring Etsuko Shihomi. And those were kind of well-regarded with martial arts fans. So this guy, I, I think this was more of a, like, Toei production. They were like, this is what you, uh, they were. Um, more of a they studio. Probably just, yeah, they just told Chiba, film. like, you're yeah. going to be in this movie. You're signed a contract. You're going to do it. And they just got this director that he was kind of already familiar with, and they went and did it. And I think we forgot, maybe we mentioned it, but we didn't go into too much detail. But this was uh, based off a manga, and it was only two volumes in the early 70s. And then they they re, I guess they reissued it or brought it back for like a new series almost uh, maybe 15 years ago. So, like, it wasn't really an established. Like it wasn't an established original work, really. I think it was like probably just like a one of those things they they got the rights to it and they're like we're gonna make a movie. So I, it was I think it was hastily done. It was probably one of these like six month turnaround jobs, I'd guess. Yeah. There isn't even that much information you can find on this movie. Like I tried looking, I'm like, okay, like there's really nothing. Not even on, on IMDb. There's no wiki page for it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, well, there is a wiki page, but it's all in Japanese, so it's like that's it's a little bit tough to find. <laughs> Arrow, um, but, you know. Arrow described it as like the most sought after Toei cult film yeah. ever, or whatever. <laughs> so they're probably not lying; they're probably right. Yeah. Um, but if you get the, I, I'm not go, I'm probably not going to. But if you get the Blu-ray, there's a couple interviews on there with the director with Sony Chiba, so you might get a little bit more about this movie, uh, pr- you know, production-wise or just insights into the Ooh. acting and any choices they made, but I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff, but also a lot of weird stuff. So it's a mixed bag for a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. I did just, (laughs) I did just watch and my, my occasional jaunt into the weird Western genre. I did just watch a movie called 
uh, High Moon, which alternate title is Howlers. Um, I think if you type in both, it pops up on Letterboxd. Um, it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> the title was fantastic. Like I take yeah, I like on High title. Noon. Yeah. Like it's a t- yeah right. It's obviously say, making fun high, of a I classic like High question. Moon. <laughs> um, like not maybe not even making fun of it, but it's like that could be a great yeah, title a, for a, a good werewolf it, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, it's it's but, like, yeah like Shanghai Noon. Shanghai. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it's it's yeah, a terrible exactly. movie. Um. So maybe don't watch it. Unless if me saying it's terrible actually piques your interest, then by all means. Maybe yeah. it's like one of those mystery theater 3000 movies are like, it's so good. It's so bad, it's good. So bad, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on what floats your boat. Yeah. So before we move on from Wolf Guy, I do want to, what's everyone's favorite like horror moment? Like my, mine would be him putting his guts back in his body. Oh, that's during I was the surgery. That one too. Or yeah. right after the it was, it, no, it, it was no, after they, the surgery. They was... cut him open and they're just like, we'll put him in his cell with his intestines <laughs> out. <laughs> and then he sucked him back in. Yeah. yeah. Suck that the gun full, in the, the full moon. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I was going to name that, but I was going to say that just going back to cinematography really quickly. Uh, there's a scene with the, with the Yakuza where he's fighting them all off. And, you know, clearly they're just attacking him one by one. You know, I mean, like. Ben, you and I probably noticed that like right away. I mean, <laughs> in terms of uh, fight scenes, but there—I don't know—it it might be reaching. But there's a shot from the top that was sort of reminiscent of uh, *Fist of Fury*, where Bruce Lee's at the uh, Japanese dojo and he's fighting off all the Japanese students. And the way it's shot with Sonny Chiba against the Yakuza, it kind of mirrored that scene. So, there's, I mean, there's a similar sequence in *Street Fighter*. Yeah, yeah. So there are there are still some things to appreciate about about this film uh every horror aspect every everything that's meant to be scary just came off as funny to me like nothing yeah, scary it's goofy it's just goofy um especially yeah, like he, gets, it's... he gets shot like five times doesn't he and then yeah. he just he goes after him yeah like he goes yeah. into hyper mode like he, yeah. they shoot him they shoot him like <laughs> 10 times and then he goes bananas and then he yeah. steals one of the machine guns and shoots them and yeah. Shoots yeah. <laughs> yeah he's he's I, I a did... good He's an he's an athlete. He's a really good uh, athletic actor. I mean, yeah, like well, he seemed... was he was yeah. So you're, you're correct. He was an athlete. Actually, he was going to be an Olympic gymnast, and he got yeah, injured. I, and uh, then he went into movies, but into movies. Yeah, yeah actually, he passed away. I think because from he got pneumonia from COVID, unfortunately, in his 80s recently. But um, yeah, he wasn't a physical guy, and I, like I said before, the Japanese action club that he formed kind of like jackie chan stunk uh, association like all of his movies in the 70s at least I'll, I'll i'll vouch for the 70s movies he did all his own stunts i don't know about later in life i haven't seen i've only seen like i've seen 10 of his movies yeah go figure but uh, two of those were cameos in kill bill so i don't yeah. count that too much but i i wanted i want to i wanted to shout out the action scene when the assassin comes to kill the woman who's kind of already dead but they don't really tell you she's dead already it's weird um yeah i like that fight sequence and uh yeah. at one point they're fighting and there's like furniture in the room and then the, the shot changes and there's no furniture in the room, furniture it, in the room. it's yeah, like wide open i'm like what where did it all go like the yeah. room they're just in like a room that's like the dimensions are like dimensionless and it gets huge and i don't know it, it's horror yeah. man it's horror yeah i all right so if we're just saying things that we liked about the movie I really liked the flashback segments 
to his about his mother and him being a baby. I think those so are very I. tastefully done. Um, and I think this it goes to your point with the Yakuza and the noir aspects of the movie. I think if they dug into his character more, or I don't, I, maybe I don't even know the exact answer, but it's those those parts with his mom and the flashbacks. I think are very well done. Um, and I, I, they try to hit on it at the end too, because when he sleeps with the other woman, um, at the end, or like you know, fifteen minutes before the climax, the other climax, um, there's this mother son connection that that's that's attempted, where he talks about a rebirth after he sleeps yeah. with the woman. Um, I, I don't, I didn't think any of that was weird. I thought it was good, and I thought that if they hit that more or if they dug into the noir part more this could have been a way better movie um instead it's just kind of like jackson pollock all over the place um (laughs) which could also be good in its own way um but not exactly it just it doesn't work here yeah i mean how you do it for us i think there are people that are definitely the audience for this movie in in america for sure for sure western audiences i don't know how the japanese people see this but you know I would assume that this is more, I bet you this is more favored over here than it is over there. I'm just going on a hunch, (laughs) but I think if they would have just said, we're going to pick three things to do, not we're going to pick seven things to do. It would have been better, but right. um, But yeah, before we rate Wolf guy, I think we all, did we all say our pieces? I said my piece. All right. I I want to get into, uh, since we have a little bit of time, uh, just for like five minutes, let's talk about like what are you guys planning on watching for October? Like for your personal watches, whatnot, or collab, oh. or Chris's collabs, or whatever Chris's he collabs, likes to do. All the collabs he's or challenges. Hey, uh, anybody listening that <clears throat> follows him on Letterbox, just tell him to watch something, and he has to do it. <laughs> Stop! No, do it. Chris has got plenty of assignments up his sleeve. <laughs> oh, he loves it too. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'll watch it." <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's mostly. Like, yeah, true. I got it. <laughs> it's on Tubi. Within reason. Yeah. yeah, if it's on Tubi, he will literally watch the next day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. Easy <laughs> Tubi is super accessible. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Kevin, super why don't you radical. go first? Anything good go that you've first? seen or that you um, plan on watching? Anything good that I plan on watching? Well, it's October. Uh, you know, people have been talking about Saw left and right, so and I haven't seen any of the Saw films, so it might be something that I'll uh, dig my way through this October. I do want to revisit The Exorcist because uh, uh, finally got to watching The Exorcist this year, and I love I love that movie, so nice. um, I might be revisiting that soon. Um, there's also uh, I'm gonna go back to. It's been a while since I've had time for movies for myself but uh, i do plan on going back to you know people know that i love the golden age of hollywood so uh we'll go back and watch uh, a gary cooper film probably one uh, from ernst lubitsch or nice. um pride of the yankees which is one that i've been meaning to see and uh also uh there is there are two woody allen flicks that i've been meaning to get to which is manhattan which I don't know how I'm going to feel about that movie after I watch it. And there's also Crimes and Misdemeanors. Uh, so these, those are movies that I plan on. Yeah, yeah, Chris. I, yeah, you, you love yeah. that movie, don't you? Yeah, the yeah. Latter, been... The latter the latter, movie that you mentioned, Crimes and Misdemeanors, I think is uh, 
his one of William best Allen's one. best. Yeah, that's it, what I keep hearing. Even William yeah. Friedkin himself keeps he just can't stop talking about that movie every time he's interviewed. Oh, I didn't what's, I, I did not know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, William Friedkin loves that movie. He loves crimes and misdemeanors. Um Oh, I didn't so know every that. time he's yeah, every time he's asked in an interview before he died, R.I.P. Uh, was, you know, which what are your favorite films? And he'll name Crimes and Misdemeanors almost always is the one that he mentions. Uh, so wow, I, I, I really didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's those are films that I can't wait to. Well, it's uh, interesting. Get to. Um, it's interesting though because like you never hear Crimes and Misdemeanors spoken about. I think. No, every, everyone talks talk about, about Annie Hall. Hall. Everyone Annie talks Hall about Annie Hall. It gets annoying. Like it gets. Or Manhattan, yeah. yeah those are the it, two big ones that yeah, everyone mentions. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I had seen some Woody Allen, and uh, I didn't like Annie Hall to begin with, but I'm beginning to sort of see his style and what he wants to say in a new light. So, you know, I'm getting back into it. And uh, yeah, hopefully I do uh, love Crimes and Misdemeanors. Can't wait. Nice. Yeah. What about yeah, you guys? Um. I guess I'll say my piece. Um, I've got a few films that I have in on deck. Uh, I'm planning on seeing Cat People. Uh, I think that's from the. 40s. Oh, I've seen that one. Yep. Uh, is it? Did you like it? Is it? I mean, mid middle of the road, or is it terrible? Middle of the road for me. Okay. All no, right. it's so, not terrible. Definitely not terrible. But middle of the road for me. Yeah. So I'm gonna see that. Um, and then the rest for anything that's like October for spooky season, I, I, I'm not like totally into uh-huh. it, but I do like to watch, um, Neither am I. Yeah. last few years I've been really into the weird Westerns and I, that's sort of like, that covers my palate. It quenches my thirst for what I want in horror, I think. So, uh, even though that sometimes it's more fantasy than it is horror or it's more Western than the other two, but, um, so it's your, it's your oasis. It's my oasis, baby. <laughs> so um, a few that I've lined up, I want to see Near Dark, which uh, Catherine, by Catherine Bigelow, that's considered a weird Western. Um, I do want to see that. I've got The Shadow of Chikara, which is a J- John Don Baker film from 1977. Um, and I had one other one that I really wanted to see called Mystery Ranch from 1932, mm. which was a pre-code film. Um, they're all uh, on my they're all on my weird western list. Um, list. Cool. That's on Letterboxd. So I I just kind of chip away at that every October, or even throughout the year. I try to I try to hammer them out when I'm in the mood. So um, hammer them out. Hammer nice. them out. Speaking of hammers, <laughs> this is going to be my last thing that I mentioned, but I will mention it first. And Kevin has seen it, so. Yeah, I, I have a list of a bunch of stuff I want to watch for October. It's a busy month, so I kind of wanted to have every, everything chosen for me beforehand because I'll waste time otherwise. So <laughs> the first one, uh, since I like the Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes movies, I have Hound of the Baskervilles, the Hammer film from 1959 yes. starring, starring Peter Cushing. Uh, so yeah, Hammer films. I just nice, watched nice, one. Nice. I just watched one that was a co-production with Shaw Brothers called The Legends of... Legend of the Seven Vampire, Seven Golden Vampires, and it is the most kung fu and, and horror you think would be great. <laughs> it was it was middling, but middle. <laughs> it was directed co-directed by Chang Che, so it's it's oh, freaking. Okay. Chris, you'd probably dig it because it's it's something weird. Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say something else, but I can't remember. Never mind. 
Um, I have that, and I since we're talking about Yamaguchi, uh, I'll tell two of my Italian entries. I want to watch. I, this has been on my list for a long time, but I want to watch Hercules in the Haunted World, uh, directed by Mario Bava, mm. and I also want to watch The Fifth Chord, which would be my first Giallo, um, with starring Franco Nero. Oh, that's oh, nice. on my list. Like nice, it's nice, on my nice. watch list. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cool. There's a couple I don't need to go. I, I have a list of 18 and I've I've knocked off five or six so far for the month. I cheated. Cool. I start. I do actually like two or three in September. So uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to be busy uh-huh. with, with weddings to go to. Damn, people need to yeah. stop getting married or maybe get married more. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. What an uh, interesting question. No, yeah. Get married, have kids, settle yeah, down. Get married, have kids. Um, Yeah, guys. I, th- I think that was good. We... we we covered something diff- really different, so hopefully people enjoy that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think, Wolf Guy? Are we rating? A, We're rating. It's it, a movie. We're it's rating movie. it. Okay, Chris All right. goes first. Chris goes first, so I can rate higher. Oh, <laughs> you, you sneaky guy! <laughs> like a sneaky I'm, guy. I'm a sneaky wolf, bruh. All right, my boy Yamaguchi gets a two point five out of five. It's this is like half a movie, I think. So yeah, I, I think on a rewatch, Ben, I think it might go higher because I already know what to expect. But um, that probably won't happen for a few years. I just think it, it's like I have I like half of it. Yeah. So that's that's sort of where I'm at. Kevin, it's a little lower. It's going to be two out of five, four out of ten. So I mean, that doesn't mean I hate it, but I mean. You know, yeah, that, no, that's... you know, yeah, might be my lowest right. score in a while or ever. I think it might on be the show, ever right? for the show, which right. is fine. I wanted Kevin to be here, <laughs> he couldn't miss this one because I wanted him to experience new things. That's what this show's about. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yes, do, do stuff that you're searching and wouldn't, experiencing new wouldn't things. do otherwise. And that's what we yeah. all we exactly. implore all of you <laughs> listeners to do the same. If you've made it this far, you've never seen Wolf Guy yet. That's impressive. Go watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will rate it, and I know the I know the total rating already, so that's good. I'm gonna be positive, even though uh, I, no. I already you I, I, I already had this in my head, so it's not cheating. But I'm gonna give it a six out of ten, only because it's so ridiculous and funny and just weird that I don't think it would go higher on a rewatch. But I think you I, might keep it. Norm- normally, normally, I probably would rate this around a four or five, but I know, like Sonny Chiba, the weird stuff around it, just the time frame, the, the music, the it's just it, they do everything, they try everything. It's it's great. It's not my typical movie that I would like, but I, I think a six is a fair score, and I'm more positive than the Chris, so that's a plus. Cherry <laughs> on top. That's, uh-huh. that's the yeah. candy corn on top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's good. Um, and the movie's not good. It's 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 different. It's different. And our our average score is a five, which yeah. is like we probably don't recommend it as a whole. But if you like weird shit, you're gonna like it. I think. If you have a if you have like a an attraction to Japanese cinema in general, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. if you're a Sunny Chiba um, fan, you're gonna you're gonna dig Sunny it. Sunny Chiba fan will like it. If yeah, you take a mix of genres. No, I think you're gonna like it. You, you probably like it. Uh, yeah, it's 
it just again i think it feels like half a movie i just wish it really hit harder in, in like the uh-huh. in like <clears throat> I don't know, maybe in the horror parts too, but in the non-horror parts, I think if it hit harder, it, it would make up for what it would what it's lacking. Yeah, I wish there yeah. was either a sequel to explain shit or just make it <laughs> well, like... I never asked for movies to be longer, but make this 15 minutes longer to give us more like... I, I don't think it would That's help. a first for Ben. Look at I that. Know. Hey, he wants it, a movie it, to be longer than it, it 90 be. minutes, people. Look at it if, it's a, if there's a sequel, we need it to star Charlie Sheen. Oh my God. The tiger. <laughs> uh, tiger blood, baby. But no, I don't think that would have helped. A sequel maybe would have helped, but adding runtime to this movie, they would have just done more crazy shit. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or they would have thrown in another fight because like all the fights, I feel like all the fights happen at the end, which is pretty typical, I think, if you're saving your best attraction uh, for last, you know, but... Yeah, maybe yeah. like another fight in the in the first half, or something. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I don't know. I think the movie is what it is, and yeah. I'm not going to defend it any better. You, you've heard <laughs> what we said about it. Like, it's really goofy and weird. But if you like the vibe and you're and you're here for just like, if you're just going in with no expectations, you'll probably dig it. Right. Right. If you're, it if you feel like half a movie. It didn't feel like half a movie for me, like what Chris said necessarily. It just felt like a movie where they were throwing magnets at a refrigerator. If you if you want to, great that's imagery. Right there. Yeah, great imagery. I like. I I hear it. I hear you it. Hear it. You hear it. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm here for. Nice. Great Trying job. To broaden your senses. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Yes, gentlemen. I. Uh... Thanks for picking it, dude. I'm glad that we watched it. Yeah. We did something yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get that weird shit out of the way so we could pick that normie stuff, you know, <laughs> that normie core. We're gonna do normie Shawshank core. Redemption and Gladiator next. Woohoo! <laughs> Godfather trilogy, watch God, out. Godfather. Can't wait. Yamaguchi. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, On boy. the waterfront. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that one. I, love it's, it's, that. It's I do fun. love that one too. It's, it's good, but it's like so basic at this point. Yeah, fair enough. It's yeah. basic for people that watch old movies. I could have been a contender. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine that voice on Sonny Chiba. <laughs> oh, Wait, is, that, is that really let's, his voice? Let's. No, no, just imagine. No, no, no. imagine that voice on Sonny Chiba, like in a movie. Let's redub this movie with Marlon Brando. Oh man! Holy or shit! I'll, or, or I'll redub it. I get, <laughs> Dude, get, give I'll us some it. more. Give us some more. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, do we want to announce our next movie or leave it as a surprise for the people? Surprise. surprise. All right. All right. Surprise. It is. Yeah. All right. You know where to find us, everybody. Please. Uh, follow us you'll you'll get that next episode in the queue of your podcasting platform rate us that helps uh, appreciate your time you know Thanks. i i really would like sorry to interrupt you i would You're really fine. like to get a mailbag or a comment from somebody to actually know if if we only find ourselves funny or if other people actually find themselves funny chris, that feedback. chris could have been a contender yeah, <laughs> could have been a contender. Yeah, you got to do the high nasally pitch. Um, yeah, you got to mumble. No. Yeah, talk or, like you talk got, like you, you don't have mumble. teeth. Yeah, or like put, you got to put cotton balls in, in your mouth. mouth. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I could have been a contender. 
<laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I, that feedback would be cool. So if if you're feeling it, let us know. Yeah. If tell t- please tell us if Chris isn't funny. I want to know. It isn't or oh, it's fine. Either way, it doesn't isn't, hurt my feelings. It isn't funny. I mean, I laugh funny, dude. <laughs> I, I don't. I have no problem. I love it. No, we do this for us, so, so it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, yeah. Rate us all that good shit. Send us a mailbag, Odie and Mitch. If you listen this long, thank you very much. Love I'm, you. I am. Love ja- you. I Thanks, am. Ja- I am Japanese and emo- an apple emoji thanking pose uh, right now. And yes, we appreciate the mailbags. That's actually honestly one of the best parts of this podcast is just getting people to, to uh, engage. Something. Yeah, engage. I, I like. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yep. All right, gentlemen. All right. All right, guys. Until next time, it's gonna it's gonna be a uh, a not alive sweat. <laughs> All right, dropping hints here. <laughs> that was so fucking subtle. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Searchers Podcast. If you want to hear more of our thoughts on movies, you can find us on Letterboxd. Ben at Giant13, Chris at Ziglet underscore Mer, and me at Kevin Chan. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and on searchersfilmpodcast.podbean.com. Until next time, people.